And we're back. How are you doing, Leanne? I'm good. I'm good. I think you said that for the mini-sode. Oh, really? Well, it's, I guess it's my thing. I, don't, I wonder where I got that from. So this is AV Club Podcast with Leanne and Elise, and we are recapping... Riverdale! Yes! Uh, season 2, Episode 1, and I have so many thoughts and feelings. I don't know about you. What do you think? I have many thoughts and feelings. I'm a little emotional right now, so I cried. <laughs> I can't say it's the episode that made me super emotional. Maybe? I don't know. I totally understand, because right now I'm really, I'm reading What Happened by Hillary Clinton, and I swear to God, I want to cry on, like, every page. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think this is the book. I think something's wrong with me. <laughs> so, anyway, okay. Uh, so, let's just dive right in, and then we can try to, like, recap some entertainment news at the end. Okay. My first note is, it's been months. I don't really care about Fred Andrews being shot, and I still really don't care all that much about Archie. Ouch. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm starting off with some really, like, I don't know how we're ever going to get listeners because they're all going to hate me in my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we're a good balance because... You hate it, and I love it. Look, I don't want to say I hate it, because I think Riverdale has so much going for it. I've said this so many times. The music is great and unique, and the costumes are really on point. Um, the set is great. And last season, I really liked the actors. I'm not quite sure how I will feel this season. But it's just the writing and the story and i just i just was kind of like oh yeah fred got shot well that sucks but i wasn't like oh poor rj you know maybe i don't know i i felt like poor archie (laughs) but i think it's just because kj did a good job acting in this episode Mm -hmm. sure i know and i think kj appa is a great actor but I think he's given some really crappy lines to work with. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I can feel you on that. Yeah. Not all the time. I'm not going to say all the time. But I have I have taken notes and I have quoted the cheesiest lines of the episode. <laughs> and I cannot wait to get into it. Can I predict one? <laughs> of course you can. I'm going to go with the diner scene and something about usually when people lose their appetites. Okay, mine goes to a ten. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let me let me let me get it right now, and I will read it to you word for word. It was so dumb. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Okay. It says, in times of crisis, some people lose their appetite, but me, that increased tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? I couldn't think if he was like quoting a movie and i was like i'm pretty sure that's not a movie so if he is quoting a movie then that's funny but i don't think he's quoting a movie i think it's just a really bad line that someone wrote and then he had to say it and it just couldn't come off natural because the writing was such crap it was so unnatural um i guess yeah i guess that's why it seemed like he was um quoting a movie because it's like you don't know how to say a line like that I know, because it's so unnatural. So, yeah, I was just like, oh, God, like, cringing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, um, so yeah, like, the show starts off with, like, everyone getting the call that Fred Andrews is at the hospital and Archie's at the hospital with him. And they go through scenes of all of the people getting the calls. And we see, I just have to make a comment about this, Hermione Lodge looks, like, 20 years younger. Um, mm-hmm. She looked real good. And I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, she got a little Botox. Because Hiram's coming back. Hell yeah. You know, she's got to look good because she has, like, two boyfriends now. She has Fred Andrews, and she has her husband. I mean, you just got to keep it fresh, you know? So, okay, so I think, but I feel like in real life, the actress may have gotten Botox. I also feel like they have changed her makeup. They've probably given her less makeup, uh, because sometimes makeup can really age people. And I also think that in previous seasons, she was wearing a wig. And in this season, she's wearing extensions with her real hair. And so it makes her look younger. These are my predictions. She doesn't look as old as she did in the first season. No offense, Marisol Nichols. I don't think you're old. Because <laughs> she totally listens to this podcast. Okay, so then we see Jughead looking all hot on his motorbike. And he has his helmet with, like, a crown on it. I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) There always has to be a crown. I guess so. I mean, that sweater that Betty wore just wasn't enough. Now it's, like, his thing. You know, that little crown symbol? Hasn't it been his thing? Didn't he spray paint that on the drive-in before they were dating? Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, now they're like, that's... But I feel like they're, like, forcing it on us now. You know what I mean? No, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's like all of a sudden he has a motorcycle and a helmet with the crown on it. Like, really? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I can believe it, but like it came like overnight. It was weird to me. So, yeah, they all meet at the hospital and they hug a bloody Archie. He has like blood all over him. And I was like, um, even if your dad just got shot, I probably wouldn't hug you if you had blood on you. (laughs) But it's dry blood. Yeah, I just don't know how I feel about that. You would hug someone with dry blood on them? If their dad got shot, yeah. Really? Maybe I'm just heartless. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that wouldn't be the first time. Like, how are you going to comfort someone like that? They're coming to you. They want emotional support. So what are you going to do? Just, like, tap them on the shoulder? No, what I would do... Is I would get a blanket and I put it around their bloody clothes body, <laughs> and then I would hug them. Oh my god, that is too much effort to just hug and comfort someone. That's what first responders do. They put that like they put a blanket around people to like help them cope with the shock. You're not a first responder though. I'm basically a first responder now. This just happened live. Oh my I'm qualified. God. Oh my god. I'm qualified now. Note to self not to call you if someone gets shot and I need a hug. Uh, you like, hold on, I need to find a blanket. <laughs> Running around the hospital. I need a blanket. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then Jughead's like, man, you just saved Cheryl's life, and now you saved your dad's life. And, like, you're going to get a superpower name. And here's another really cheesy line. Do you remember what he calls him? For his superhero Some, name? Oh, I forget. Oh my god. Something pure of heart. Yeah, so it's pure heart the powerful. Mm, like, really? You know what's interesting about this episode? is like, I, I was like, I feel like Jughead is being a little bit too optimistic. Huh. Compared to what he usually is. And it's like his, 
personality is changing and maybe I don't know maybe it's it's the writing but maybe it is it's the writing in the sense that they're trying to show a shift possibly but I'm going with no I don't have that much hope in the writers to do that I truly just think it's the writers being like this is a really good line let's use this even if it feels really unnatural and like they're like giving themselves high fives and stuff but pure heart the powerful like what the hell? It sounds like he's a Care Bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just could not deal with it. So that was like the first line where I rolled my eyes. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, you guys are killing me over there in that writing room. Um, yeah, yep, yep. And then... Here's a steamy sex scene with Veronica. Literally steamy during the shower. And there's steam everywhere. And they do the deed. Or, well, maybe not the deed that they shower together. Because they've already seen each other naked the night before. Right, right. And for me, it was like, I can kind of understand from a writing standpoint. Like, the, Veronica doesn't know how to show. And they've already established this. Yeah, she doesn't know how to show. Um, she doesn't know how to comfort someone. So her her best bet is to, like, be there, I guess, physically. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've already kind of established this, but it still felt so weird and I also laughed again when Veronica pulls back the curtain and she looks at Archie and she's like like can I come in and he just like nods his head and smiles super weird and it was just so I thought she said would you like I thought you'd like some company would you like okay well okay logistics of the actual line I don't know but my point was like the look on his face was super creepy. <laughs> he, I don't know. Just like the whole thing was like too much for me. I was like, make it stop. <laughs> After the shower, they get out and he is like moody. He's like, I just want you to leave. And she was like, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to be here for you no matter how much you push me away. And then he like breaks down and cries. Let me tell you, in real life, that rarely happens. People are like, no, I really want you to effing leave. <laughs> it was interesting, though, how quickly her character development character development is there. So, like, she doesn't know how to comfort someone. And then with the next scene is she, she, since she doesn't know how to comfort someone, the best thing for her to do is to be there physically. And then the next thing you know <laughs> is, like, she totally knows she needs to be there to comfort him. And it was like, I was like, wow, either she is incredible incredibly like mature and can like process things <laughs> like the flash but but i i know it's the writing is yeah it's just the writing <laughs> and i really hope things would turn around for season two i was so hopeful i'm like season two i mean they're gonna have more money more investors hopefully they'll get some new people on the writing team well maybe maybe because this is lapping off of the first season and now they're going into the second season the second episode will be better and therefore the rest of the 19 episode mm-hmm. i mean hey that's fair i hope it gets better i mean I have said this many times. I've been an Archie fan since I was a kid. I have high hopes for this show. Um, it has disappointed me in the writing so far, but um, other aspects it hasn't. So we'll see. I mean, I'm open to things turning around, you know? So Mama Blossom is taken into the hospital, and Cheryl says that she has 
run into the fire to save her. But we all know that's not true because they ended the season last year with her just standing side by side with Cheryl watching the house go up in flames. So we're like, how all of a sudden does she have all these third degree burns when she was perfectly fine before? So give us your thoughts on what we learn about Mama Blossom. Mama Blossom's covered in bandages and we don't know at this point what, right, or why she's like that, right? We learn later on in the episode. Like we just see her card in. Yeah, no, but then right away, uh, Kevin and Betty run over to her and say, what happened? And she tells them she ran into the flames to save her. Oh yeah, that she rescued her. But we don't, we know that's not true because we saw her standing out there. But I'd still like to pose my question of where the hell is Nana Blossom? Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll ever get that answer. <sighs> this just goes back to the writing. You have to be consistent. If you're going to introduce characters and they disappear, you have to explain where they go. <laughs> you can't just send them on a random trip like Josie and like never explain where she like went or why. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like someone, was it you? You were like, yeah, but the actor, like someone told me the actor, the actress who plays Josie had to do another movie. And I'm like, yes, but they still have to explain it in the show. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I would agree with you. Even if someone would, took a hiatus, you would need to say why they're gone. I know. It's like, explain it in the show. It's like, oh, Josie's going on a solo tour with her dad. Like, I don't know. You have to say something. You can't just, like, introduce this badass character and then, like, drop her for five episodes and then just randomly bring her back for the finale for, like, a cameo. I don't know. Yeah, it amazes me how she's a, a, a series regular, but she she gets lines like um, just a recurring character. Okay, I'm going to say something that some people might not like or be comfortable with, but she is what people would call the token black person of the show. She is, she is. And I don't like it. And someone else said that to her on Twitter, and she was upset by it. And she was like, I'm not, like I stand behind my cast and my crew and my writers and I'm like, I understand that you really want your job, but they are not doing you justice. And if this first episode uh, is any indication of what's to come, I mean, nothing's going to change. And mm-hmm. that makes me sad because I don't want her to be that way. I want her to be fully dimensional, uh, fully realized, and yeah. same with Melody and Valerie. I was about to say something, but then it made it made the thought made me sad because I was like. I remember reading stuff over the summer about Josie having a more prominent um, storyline, but the storyline is based around, I think, her relationship with Reggie. So it's like, it's not a story, a prominent story of Josie, like, something like overcoming her dad's criticism of her, Mm -hmm. or her skyrocketing the (laughs) pussycats to, like, stardom. It's Mm -hmm. her developing a relationship with Reggie which yes is entertaining but it's very sad because that is literally all you see on tv is like romantic relationships propelling a character's story yeah yeah I don't know how we got to talking about them but now that we are talking about the pussycats uh I do another dumb line that I had to roll my eyes at are the pussycats suddenly and randomly show up at the hospital together nine lives yeah that line was so dumb she said we're giving him as many of our nine lives as he needs i'm like okay we get it you're the pussycats like there's no need to make a cat reference like i just i just thought it was dumb (laughs) 
Yeah, the bulldogs show up and so do the pussy cats. Oh, I didn't even notice the bulldogs showed up. Because did they have any lines? Yeah, Reggie was there with Moose. But did he have any lines? Moose didn't have any lines except for Reggie. What did Reggie say? What did I miss? Reggie said the bulldogs are here for you. And then that's when Josie goes, so are the pussycats. Oh, maybe. I don't know what happened, but I missed that. But yeah, exactly. It's like, here are the minor characters. And it's like, they're getting like these rando lines. And there's not really a reason for them to be there. Like, they're not that close. But I'd like to say that the wedding thing we were talking about in the mini-sode gets addressed in this episode. So it makes... It doesn't really make sense, but it kind of makes sense now. Yeah, so the... The scene with the wedding, uh, I just want to say that if he did actually get married, I don't get the vibe that they're, like, Scottish enough to have an actual kilt and bagpipe wedding. I, Is Andrew Scottish? I might be, but the thing that I'm not sold on is they never really addressed it or shown any pride or cultural practices aside from this random wedding it's like oh he has really really red hair so we should have this as a scottish thing like it just it just it just doesn't make sense it's all like a very stereotypical i think they're trying to incorporate like other cultures and ideas but it doesn't really like just jive with the overall actual people and i know we're in like a future dream sequence slash whatever it is I just wasn't buying it. I was like, yeah. this is so silly. It's interesting <laughs> you bring up the writers trying to incorporate more cultural references because there was a lot more Spanish in this episode than yes. there was in any other episodes. And But tying in the Spanish, not really the Spanish, but tying that in because it's Hermione speaking the Spanish, honestly, my favorite part of this episode were the lodges. Yeah. Uh, so they have the, uh, chapel scene or they're in, they're in a church and God, Veronica has another line that like makes me roll my eyes. She says, if the Manolo Blahnik fits, oh my God, <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. But it goes back to her saying something like, what about a Louboutin crushing a snake? Right. So she always has to reference like a designer show shoe because she's Veronica Lodge. I just think they're pushing it too. Like some of these things just feel so unnatural. Ugh, okay, but yeah. So and I noticed I felt like they just uh, saying like Mija seemed so forced because like in the Spanish culture, from my experience, like my great grandparents, you say it like very casually, like Mija, do you want some rice? It's like more of like a loving thing. Like if you're mad at someone, like she was, you don't say Mija, and then, like from my experience, you don't even do it like as a jab. Like it just doesn't make sense to me how they're incorporating it. But maybe it's just a lodge thing. It could be, but it's still kind of a stretch if they're trying to have some kind of representation for. A culture as a whole which is the only reason why I feel like they are introducing this is because they want some diversity cred yeah I'm I'm not sure about that I don't know if I agree with that. yeah yeah you don't have to agree with it but I mean it's been pretty obvious throughout the first season that they are not a big fan of giving a whole lot of stock to the diverse cast and I think they're trying really hard to sprinkle it in there and I just feel like it feels forced and unnatural and I'm not buying it. Yeah, so then there is Pop Tate and he makes this comment 
Like, oh, it was as if the angel of death has come to Riverdale, and that's supposed to be foreshadowing. I thought it was very dramatic, uh, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Do you have any theories as to who this person is? No, but based on the ending scene, I'm just going to skip to the ending scene, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. where the same person who shot Archie's dad and who almost shot Archie kills Miss Grundy. So it seems like it's some sort, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least right now, it seems like it's some sort of vendetta against Archie because Grundy wasn't, obviously it's Archie's dad and then Grundy was heavily involved with Archie. Like, so maybe, ooh. So maybe it's like some elaborate plan to drive Archie crazy or something. Okay, like again, I hate to be a hater. I love to be a hater. Who am I kidding? I really don't think the writers are that clever enough to make this really interesting to me. I think we're going to find out who the killer is and we're going to be super disappointed. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to give them credit. Well, if they gave us something to give credit for, I would do it. I I'm just saying. So if I think they're doing something really well, I will address it. It just so happens that they're doing a lot of things that I think could be better. And healthy criticism is okay in my book. And I think it's fun to like lovingly poke fun of these characters. We don't have to be like super serious. Like, oh my God, girls, did you see Betty kiss the jughead in the rain? It was so hot. Like, that's not what this podcast is about. We're, like, critically talking about this show. And I think it makes it a little more interesting to hear a different take on it. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're always more the writing side of it, even though we're both writers and I'm always more the, like, um, cinematic side of it. Yeah, and I think that's fine. And, like, I like hearing what you have to say. And, you know, I just have my strong opinions about these things. Yeah. But can we skip to the end? Because this was like a like a long-ass episode just to keep reviewing that they're all in the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, well, I mean, we've definitely made progress because I'm at the end of my notes. Um, my next note is Veronica's dad comes home. And... Which, can I say that how that scene was filmed, just because he was in the dark until the very end, and how she was standing there on his right side, like the, the right-hand woman, but how Veronica puts it, like his eyes and ears, and then how she just, like just the whole setting of it, like the table, the candlesticks, the wine glasses, and then just how they're all dressed, they reminded me like of like a mob family. And I was like, yes, I need this, a mob family in Riverdale. And it's the lodges. Well, before it was the blossoms. But yeah, I think that was definitely intentional. I mean, we had, come on, we had a chapel scene. That's not, yeah, <laughs> that's not your everyday <laughs> Riverdale hangout. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it was so, here's another part where I like rolled my eyes. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, and you weren't, her dad says, you weren't here to greet me. And then the mom goes, and she drank your crystal. And then he goes, so disrespectful. And I was like, what? The? It was such a weird. That was so weird. It though. was so like weird. I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't understand the dynamics of this family. Okay, this might be inappropriate, but it sounded like script writing for like a bad porn. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna write a bad porno with that. It's a great beginning to a bad porno. Exactly, it is. Oh, that would be such a good one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Are you now, are you gonna, is that your new line of work now? Have I created a monster? Well, I, I literally said, if my writing career goes south, I'm gonna just write bad pornos. That's good to know. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, that was, that was something. Uh, and so, by the way, after we finish these, like, two, three last notes, I am going to say two things I liked about the episode since I hate on it so hard. How's that? Okay. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, That's right? Nice. I try to even That's it nice. up. That's nice. It's a good way to end it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, and then we have the scene where Archie sits by the door with a bat. Thoughts? Uh, uh... I understand the paranoia of it and their the purpose for why they did it. I don't know. I, I, I didn't I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Okay. <laughs> I understood the paranoia of it too, but again, it just goes back to Archie being like so dramatic. It's like he's a teenage boy. <laughs> I know. I guess that's true. I mean, I don't know how teenage boys think, but but what what was funny for me is like he waits for his mom to go up the stairs and close the door, and then he sits there with the bat, but then he's like pounding it on the ground, and I'm like, bro, she's gonna realize you're down there. Yeah, I think that's just to build suspense for the viewers, which it just doesn't. I know. But like we said, consistency, logistics, <laughs> details matter. It does. Details do matter. And that's why I'm always so quick to point them out. Even if some people are like, why is she even picking up on that? Because they all matter. They all matter. Okay, so tell us what happens in the last scene. Last scene, it jumps to Greendale, which is where Sabrina the Teenage Witch lives. So maybe that's set up. Maybe it's not just because Greendale's on the other side of the river. Anyways, it jumps to a house and it shows a little boy playing the piano not a little boy but like a teenage boy playing the piano and it's grundy but like a brunette grundy now and she's like you're doing so well and then like so she walks the kid out and then like a creeper she kisses him because she's a predator and then she seems a bit paranoid and you're not sure why and then she gets killed by the same person that shot Archie's dead. Yes. So as far as we know, it looks like she is dead. And I think she is because I think there were there was some kind of spoiler saying like season two is also a murder mystery. So it's the mystery of who killed Who's trying to Grundy. kill all these people? Yeah. I was not thrilled to see Grundy again. I was wondering, there have been rumors that Betty Cooper's long lost brother has been cast. Do you think that blonde boy was her little brother? Wait, say that again? Do you think the blonde-haired boy that was at Mrs. Grundy's house is Betty Cooper's long-lost brother? No, because her long-lost brother is older than her. Okay, good point. He's supposed to be like 25 or something. That's a great point, but the only reason why I even question that is because I've seen pictures of the people that have been rumored to cast her brother and they seem so much younger they cast they casted who what's his name like harvey denton or something it's like a batman character <laughs> i have no idea so i guess we'll find out more about that but i was just curious um but you're right the yeah. brother is supposed to be older and grundy likes little kids because she's a creep yeah and then okay. but can i point out a couple like rumor things that mm-hmm. i've been having issues with that people have been bringing up of course you don't have to ask me so they they showed so i saw the news casting for betty's long lost brother who's supposed to be her older brother mm-hmm. and then i was reading the thing and then they were like 
it's unclear what role he's gonna play besides her long lost brother but they were saying that Cheryl's gonna get a love uh interest this season and it's probably gonna be him which I'm gonna say if the writers do that I'm gonna be really pissed because he's supposed to be like 25 and she is like 16 or 17 and that's gross and then but the thing is I wouldn't be surprised if they did that because fans love that stuff even though it's gross to us I mean look at Pretty Little Liars Ezra and Arya yeah so inappropriate people love that and so I mean I really wouldn't be surprised I think I already told you what I want it to be mm-hmm. yeah in the minisode yeah I want it to be Tony Topaz mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because KJ Appa recently said in an interview that it's actually Archie that's going to cause trouble for Bughead yeah and that also doesn't surprise me and I think part of the reason why there was a marriage sequence to Veronica is because I think the show and I think the show will do this if they even have some sense of storytelling they're going to switch over to where Archie is back in trying to get with Betty which it seems like that's where it's going however I think they're trying to make the end game Archie and Betty and they're going to at some point have a future sequence with them. So it's like a callback to the comics where the comics did a... It's always going back and forth. Right. The com- Yeah, but also the comics, when they ended part of the Archie series, they did a Betty... Archie marries Betty, Archie marries Veronica comic. So they had two comics. Oh, yeah, I read that one. Right, so I think this was kind of like Archie marries Veronica, like, you know, future segment. And then I think at some point throughout the series, they'll have, like, an Archie marries Betty. So it kind of wraps up the whole thing. So everyone knows, regardless who he ends up with, this is what it would have been like. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So then the series is just going to end by him taking a bullet for Kevin Keller. I don't know. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I feel like I... Well, that's how, that's how it is in the series. That's how Archie dies. Oh, that's right. I was like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I just had so many feelings. A lot of them were negative. So, here's what I liked. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, okay. So, the things I liked, although it didn't make any sense where the bike or the helmet came from, I thought the helmet was really cute. I do like that he has that crown symbol. Um, I still think Jughead is pulling off that heartthrob role really well, even though he's been giving some like really silly lines, like pure Lionheart or whatever. <laughs> I don't know the name he gave Archie. Pure heart the protector. Something like that. Yeah. I think that's what she it's said. Something like that. And I still think it sounds like a Care Bear. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, so I, I'm still liking Jughead a lot. He has some really funny lines as well. Uh, let's see, and what else do I like? What do you like about this episode besides the lodges? Honestly, I just love the lodges and then the point three seconds I saw Haley Law. <laughs> yeah, that's a definitely a good thing. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm sure... There are other things I loved about this uh, episode, but again, I'm just hypercritical. It's just who I am. And the funny thing is, is I don't think I am this hypercritical with a lot of the other shows I watch. I truly just think 
it's the writing in this series that gets to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you always do point point out that it is the writing because you like Riverdale, but you don't like the writing because the writing it does such crazy work around just to get to a certain point, and you're like, you could do this so much more effectively and beautifully rather than just like I understand there's a saying give the crowd what they want but like don't give it give it to them in a way that matters yeah well I'm glad you get it I know there are some people out there who are still gonna be like she's such a hater and that's fine you're such a hater why do you even watch the show you don't even go here <laughs> you don't even go here yeah no I don't go here no no I mean like I said I have a lot of hope for this show and speaking of shows, um, so Dynasty is now a show that is coming on after Riverdale. And we've decided that after it airs three episodes, we are both going to watch them and then come back here and recap just our general thoughts and feelings. Like if we recommend it for you to watch or if we think, eh, we're just going to pass on it. Uh, since it's a CW show, we kind of feel a loyalty to at least give it a shot. And so... Yeah, we will be doing that after at least three episodes airs. And we also decided that our new release date for podcasts is going to be Friday. Now, it, yeah, it's going, it's because of our schedules. You know, Leon is in school now. So we do have to work around that because Leon does our editing. And so it's not, it's not like we can record the episode Wednesday night and then, bring it back Thursday morning uh, because Leanne has a full schedule. So here's the thing. The good thing, the benefit about it coming out on Friday is you'll have like a day to really sit on it and sleep on it and think about the episode. You might even forget some of the things that happen. Come back Friday or Saturday morning over the weekend. You can listen to our podcast and you'll be like, oh yeah, that happened. So when it comes back around to the time of the next episode, you'll be like double caught up on everything that's happened and you will be a Riverdale expert. What do you think? Woo. That was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get like... That was, but I think I think it's good Yeah, I just want to get yeah. like our house cleaning out in the open. Some people do it at the beginning of shows. I'm doing it at the end. Um, so yeah, we're yeah. going to try to make it consistent for you because in the past it has been kind of just like whenever we had time. But we do know an important part of a podcast is like consistency uh, and... Mm-hmm. yeah sorry please don't hate me people just because i have really strong opinions no strong opinions are a good thing yeah i i do feel like i need to apologize though because like i really want people to like our podcast um <laughs> yeah so send us send us your thoughts on twitter at a v club podcast not associated with the digital media outlet a v club uh we are different and don't sue us <laughs> do you have any last thoughts or commentary on latest entertainment news uh, no but the Shannara Chronicles returns tonight so I'm gonna watch that <gasps> Ooh. okay I'll watch it too and then we'll talk about it in our next episode how's that yeah this- but it's basically big day for Vanessa Morgan because Riverdale and Shannara Chronicles premiered tonight I s- even though she wasn't on tonight's episode but still that's very cool. Her sh- she's basically on TV twice. Right. A night. Wow. 
That's exciting. I have to Google her because I don't know who that is at the top of my head. She was in My Babysitter's a Vampire. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but did you see the new Star Wars trailer? I did. I did. Mm, Adam Driver is looking so cute. I hate his character, but I love his face. You don't like emo Kylo Ren? <laughs> There's a shirt at this store called like Planet Cute. It's in Brooklyn. And I found this shirt that said, Kylo Ren is a punk-ass bitch. <laughs> I wanted it <laughs> so bad. It's <laughs> amazing. Right? I was like, he is a punk-ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a feeling that he's going to have some character development, and I'm going to like him this time around. Because he it looks like, from the trailer, he teams up with Rey. No, I'm yeah, thinking. I, I yeah, I have my theory, my theory on that. I have my ongoing theory about that. Oh, yeah? Just because I've read part of the book. Or, like, the end of the book. Wait, there's a book called The Last Jedi? Not The Last Jedi, but The Force Awakens. I have the whole series. Oh. It's basically what's... I mean, some of them aren't considered canon, but the series that I got is... What? Who's the writer? There's just different writers for each one. They basically recap the book, but it's more inner oh. thought rather than what you would get in the movie. Oh, I don't know how I so feel about that. It's like that. approved by Disney. Okay. Um, but yeah, my yeah, the theory about Ray is like that's a that's a different that's a whole different episode. <laughs> of course, of course. All right, maybe we can do a mini sode on that. Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll do it before All the right, movie cool. comes Because then you can think about it while you watch the movie. Cool. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. And we would love, love, love to hear from you on Twitter. And if you like and subscribe and review us, it'll help other people find our podcast. And it'd be so cool if you could help us out with that. Have a lovely week. Until next time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Bye.